Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. Peter Bergen is vice president at New America in Washington, D.C. He's a national security analyst for CNN. He's a professor and co-director of the Center on the Future of War at Arizona State University and author of several books, including two of my favorites, United States of Jihad and Manhunt. He has a brand new book. It's just come out. It's called Trump and His Generals. This is Peter Bergen. Hey, Peter, take me inside the tank. We are six months into the Trump presidency. What is the tank and what is going on that day? Michael, thanks for having me on. Uh, You know, I I begin the new book, uh, Trump and His Generals, with an account of this meeting in the tank. Now, the tank is a historic uh, conference room inside the Pentagon where FDR and General Marshall uh, planned, uh, you know, the end of World War II. And this meeting, which happened on July 20th, uh, was a meeting between uh, President Trump and many of his cabinet members uh, who were basically trying to give him a tutorial about uh, 
kind of what the U.S. military dispositions were around the world. What are the trade agreements? How do they all kind of link together? Uh, and the problem with the meeting, I think, was that uh, everybody wanted to lay out what these commitments were, but they had different agendas about uh, what these commitments meant. So on one side was Steve Bannon, uh, then the president's chief strategist. He wanted to make the case that uh, the United States was over overextended, overcommitted, and, and these trade agreements were not operating in the United States' favor. On the other side, Secretary of Defense Jim Mattis, Rex Tillerson, Secretary of State, uh, Gary Cohn, Chief Economic Advisor, wanted to make the case that the international uh, order that the United States had established over the past 70-plus years uh, operated in the United States' interest. Trump listened to these briefings with, you know, uh, with kind of uncharacteristic uh, silence, and at the end blew up and started shouting and saying, you know, we're not, we're overcommitted, we're overextended. This is exactly what I want, don't want to do. These tr trade deficits with China. Uh, really are a problem. And basically, kind of the whole meeting was a fiasco. Uh, but I think it was the beginning of President Trump really laying down a marker in front of almost in his entire cabinet that the America first kind of uh, American nationalist uh, kind of agenda was really the agenda that he was going to govern on. Bannon was never prouder of Trump than he was at that moment. That's right. I mean, Bannon was a backbencher. He's not a cabinet member, and he's sitting uh, – he kind of didn't say much initially. Uh, but when he saw an opening, he lit into Treasury Secretary uh, Steve Mnuchin uh, to basically say, look, if we pull out of the Iran deal, all these so-called so so allies, European allies, won't be with us. And uh, he, you know, everybody's using a, quite a number of uh, four-letter words, which I won't use on, the, on, on this show. Oh, please uh, do. It, this is Sirius <laughs> XM. This, this is the meeting. Look, I'm getting to it. This is the meeting where Rex Tillerson says the guy's a fucking moron. Indeed. And, and there were a lot of other F words from the president uh, shouting at the general saying you don't fucking understand business. And, you know, these these things matter. And of course, you know, the generals who are in the room, you know, it's not their fault necessarily that there are 190,000 American soldiers around the world uh, and that we have these commitments. This is all based on the post-World War II order that was created by the United States. Um, and after two hours, Trump left and Steve Bannon and Jared Kushner and then Chief of Staff Reince Priebus go back in the car to the White House. And Bannon says this was like Lincoln and his generals, meaning that, you know, Lincoln eventually fired a lot of the generals during the Civil War who weren't uh, doing what he wanted him to, them, them to do. And this he compared this meeting to uh, Lincoln firing his generals, um, you know, at crucial moments during the Civil War. Uh, obviously, that's a, you know quite a quite a comparison. But I think for Steve Bannon, this was a, a real victory. And in fact, Steve Bannon and Donald Trump went back to the Oval Office and kind of high fived each other uh, metaphorically, saying, you know, we Rex Tillerson is a globalist, which is a term of you know not a term of endearment. And we had them on the ropes, and we kind of gave it to them, and they were very happy about how the meeting went. The book is titled Trump and His Generals. The generals are all gone now, right? Flynn, yeah. Kelly, Mattis, McMaster, they're all gone. And what I really didn't appreciate until I read the book is that this recruitment of generals, and you tell me if I've missed the thesis here, Peter, but the, the recruitment of the generals was brought on by the fact that Trump just didn't have a bench during the course of the campaign gets elected, doesn't have people, quality people that he can put in those key positions. You describe in detail the whole transition fiasco and how Bannon fires Christie. 
And there just weren't, you know, credentialed people around. The allies didn't have established relationships with the the Trump campaign. They all felt shut out. And the solution here was for for the president to turn to military leaders, thinking that that would fill the void. Well, Michael, thanks for reading the book first. Secondarily, um, you know, I, I think that's right. I mean, a, a big factor here was about 100 of the leading na- Republican national security officials and sort of big thinkers that all signed these never Trump letters, of which there were two. And that meant that a huge chunk of the national security Republican establishment basically counted themselves out of jobs. And one of the reasons I think he turned to these military guys, in addition to the fact that they were all quite an impressive group who understood how the levers of national security power worked, is because they were military uh, officers either serving or, or relatively recently retired, they hadn't taken any political positions. And in fact, John Kelly had never met Trump, and he didn't know anybody who even knew Trump. Jim Mattis didn't, had never met Trump until the day he basically was offered the job as Secretary of Defense. H.R. McMaster, the same. So these were kind of unknown to Trump, but uh, he needed them. This was the first president in American history who hadn't served in the military or served in public office. He really didn't know how like the, the levers of national security power worked. And this was an impressive group of guys that he brought on. In the, I mean, Mike Flynn was, uh, you know, uh, somebody who got into some problems, but uh, and and was not of the same caliber. But uh, John Kelly, Jim Mattis, and H.R. McMaster are some of the more impressive military leaders the country's produced. I found the conversation about Afghanistan to be fascinating. I, I have to say, on a simplistic level, I found myself agreeing with the now president when he talks about the 21 club needing to shut down for a year. Can you tell that story? Well, this is kind of an amazing story. I mean, the Afghan war uh, plays a key part in this book because really it was the the beginning of the huge fight between H.R. McMaster, the national security advisor, and Steve Bannon, uh, the chief strategist. And, and they took very different approaches. One was, let's, you know, Steve Bannon was like, let's get out or let's kind of reduce our, uh, where this has been a waste of money and time. H.R. McMaster, who served in Afghanistan for two years, uh, took, a, took a different approach. But uh, in a key White House meeting in the Situation Room, President Trump says something like, you know, this is just like the where the 21 Club did a renovation and they asked, uh, you know, an, an expensive outside consultant what to do. And that consultant came back and said, you know, uh, all you have to do is kind of, you know, uh, put in a better kitchen. And w- what he was saying was like, the the people around him, all these impressive people that he brought on, uh, weren't you know were were kind of useless and were giving him terrible advice. And I mean, it's kind of an insulting thing to say, kind of comparing a restaurant renovation to America's longest war, in which a number of the people in the room had served. Uh, General Dunford in the room had, had served as a chief military officer. H.R. McMaster had served there as a one-star general. Uh, Jim Mattis' Jim Mattis had served there uh, shortly after 9/11, and John Kelly's son had, was killed there in 2010 by an improvised explosive device. Uh, so, but you know, this is Trump's approach. He he doesn't he doesn't really care about what his audience thinks, uh, including uh, his right. But actors. Peter, he then he but the, he then wanted an audience with the rank and file, not the leadership. And he said that he was learning more from individuals at the ground level than he was from the military intelligentsia. Yep, and that that is true. And he brought in a group of uh, U.S. Navy SEALs, which uh, uh, I report on in the book, uh, who basically said, you know, NATO is all screwed up. This is not going well. We don't have a strategy. And then he brought in another group of enlisted guys who um, kind of said more or less the same thing, although some of them also said, you know, we need to kind of complete the job, get the job done. Let's not withdraw completely because we don't want our grandchildren going back there. So, 
So Trump, you know, Trump apparently runs his resorts by talking to, you know, the chef, the groundsman, the the casino dealer that, you know, he 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 will talk to everybody at every level. And this was kind of part of his approach on the Afghan war. In the end, he came his decision was to make a longer term commitment to Afghanistan, put in more troops, which is basically what the military was advocating. I'm not giving the whole book away for free, I promise. But one subject area that I, I must discuss with Peter Bergen, the book, by the way, Trump and his generals. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Albert's, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, 
the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform slashing manual tasks and errors over 37,000 companies have already made the move so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Smirconish. NetSuite.com slash Smirconish. NetSuite.com slash Smirconish. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS. Sirius XM Channel 124 and on the SXM app. I'm not giving the whole book away for free, I promise. But one subject area that I I must discuss with Peter Bergen, the book, by the way, Trump and his generals, Saudi Arabia. You say that March 14, 2017, a snowstorm and maybe but for that snowstorm, there wouldn't have developed the relationship between MBS and President Trump. Well, yeah. So Angela Merkel was uh, coming on her first visit to Washington, and uh, there was a huge snowstorm. Uh, in fact, a thousand flights were canceled in the Washington D.C. area that day, and she was on the tarmac in Germany. Uh, Trump basically said, "Look, uh, I'm very sorry. I'm just there's just no way you can come." Uh, and as a result of that, what was going to be a short meeting with Mohammed bin Salman, the crown, the, then the deputy crown prince in Saudi Arabia turned into a lunch meeting with Trump and a long discussion with a with a with a war cabinet and and it was from that meeting that uh, other things happened for instance Trump's uh, first trip overseas was to Saudi Arabia as you recall uh, on May 20th uh, 2017 uh, and that very close relationship with the Saudis began and we're seeing it playing out right now where uh, you know, a Saudi military officer has killed three American sailors in an act of terrorism, according to the FBI. Uh, and Trump isn't really saying very much about it, except to say the Saudis are sorry. Uh, you can imagine if it was one of the travel ban countries, uh, citizens that had done this. And if the Saudis, of course, are not on the travel ban, you can imagine Trump's reaction would be very different as opposed to this rather subdued uh, reaction that he's had so far to this. Their reaction to him, totally transactional. There's a comment made in the book that uh, from the Saudi perspective, they say, look, he's the emperor of Rome and we are the satellite state. Yeah, I mean, that's, their, you know, I think that's a view of a lot of countries, which is, look, I mean, it was a surprising to most of these countries that Trump was elected as it was surprising to many people on Trump's team. Uh, they had no connections to these guys. So they had a scramble and find, you know, in the Saudis case, it was a, a New York businessman called Thomas Barack, who uh, is an old friend of, ben, uh, of, of Trump's who uh, provided that connection. But they all had a scramble to kind of, you know, basically make a connection to the Trump team. But, you know, if Trump loses the election uh, in 2020, they'll, they'll, you know, basically the Saudis will try and, you know, their view is that, you know, we're the dominant player in the Middle East and that uh, they need to kind of have, you know, they need to have a strong relationship with the United States. There's a vignette in the book where Trump is on the phone, President Trump is on the phone with MBS, and he says, look, I, I need to know, was there a bone saw? I've been in some pretty tough negotiations. I've never had to take a bone saw. What, what do we know of what MBS told him in response? 
Well, I mean, I think it's one of the funnier moments in the book. I mean, Trump is saying, you know, I've been in some tough negotiations. I've never brought a bone saw uh, to one. Of course, that's a reference to the bone saw that the Saudi officials brought to dismember Jamal Khashoggi's body in the Istanbul consulate when they murdered him. Uh, and and I, I think MBS, Mohammed bin Salman, didn't really have a particularly good answer. You know, at one point he says, well, you know, the body, we gave it to a Syrian. And Trump is very skeptical, saying you, you just gave it the body to a Syrian just wandering around Istanbul. I mean, clearly, Trump didn't believe what they were saying to him. Now, that's in private. This meeting, this, this conversation was very tightly held uh, publicly. Uh, Trump has tended to defend uh, the Saudis. Uh, he he thinks that they buy lots of our American weapons and that you know it's important to have a good relationship with them. But I think it's come at some cost. But Mohammed bin Salman had there's some there's a positive case to be made for him. But the negative case is the war in Yemen has been a fiasco and the worst humanitarian catastrophe according to the United Nations in years. Uh, Mohammed bin Salman kidnapped the Lebanese prime minister effectively for two weeks. Um, he has somehow overseen the murder of a, a U.S.-based Washington Post contributor, Jamal Khashoggi. He blockaded neighboring Gutter, you know, which is uh, where the, one of the most important U.S. military bases in the world is based. Uh, so, I mean, this is not the record of somebody who's a particularly successful leader, and yet we have kind of gone all in with him uh, and, and, and continue to be. Will you read this book for audiobooks? I've read the uh, the introduction and also the uh, epilogue, and then okay. a professional actor is doing the. the <laughs> okay, <laughs> so may I may I lean on you just to read one paragraph before you go? If you uh, turn sure. to page, all right, page one seventy four. Here's the context. You are talking about Sunni Wahhabi ideology. And yeah. there's a paragraph that begins, Riyadh sits. And I, okay. I would just love my audience to hear this because I think so many of us, myself included, lack an appreciation of what drives so much of what's occurring around the globe. So humor me and read that paragraph. Okay. Thank you, Michael. Okay. So Riyadh sits in the Nejd heartland of Saudi Arabia, where in the mid-18th century, the first Saudi king allied with Mohammed bin Abdul Wahhab, a cleric who promoted a harsh interpretation of Sunni Islam. This alliance was a marriage of convenience that had survived in one form or another for more than two and a half centuries and was the key to the Saudi policy in which the Saudis had retained absolute authority, so much so that their family name was embedded in the name of the country, while the Wahhabi religious establishment sanctioned the rule of the absolute monarchy and largely held sway over the social mores of Saudi society. Compliance with the dictates of Saudi-style Wahhabi Islam were rigorously enforced by members of the feared religious police, known as the Committee for the Promotion of Virtue and the Prevention of Vice, the same name that was used by the Taliban's religious police when the Taliban was in power in Afghanistan. Do you think that the president grasps any of the fundamentals on the nature of Wahhabism? Uh, you know, I, 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 I think he does in the sense that you know, I, why they put so many bets on Mohammed bin Salman, it's because Mohammed bin Salman is really trying to re reverse 40 years of this kind of uh, conservative Wahhabi uh, Islam in the kingdom. I mean, he's allowed women to drive. He's allowed concerts to happen. Uh, he's, uh, you know, put the religious police back in their barracks. And so that, that's the positive case that you can make for him. The, the negative case is he's proven very impulsive, particularly on the foreign policy side. And uh, and we'll see how we do how he does on the economic side. You know, we've we've just had this uh, pub, initial public offering uh, of Aramco, which will generate quite a lot of money. And you know, they have to have a plan to get out of just their total reliance on oil. And and Mohammed bin Salman does have sort of a plan. So I mean, the the point is is that 
there are certain things that he's done which are you know make a lot of sense on the other hand there whether it's invading Yemen or overseeing the murder of Jamal Khashoggi or, and others, uh, you know, this is this is a very impulsive guy. But I just don't understand, Peter. This was the first foreign trip that he made. They rolled out probably the largest red carpet in the world, as you describe it. We just had this event in Pensacola, Florida. The president immediately wants to convey that the king found it shocking, that he was very, very devastated. Why are we constantly giving the benefit of the doubt to the Saudis is my my larger question. I don't have a particularly good answer for that. I mean, I think, you know, President Trump has a particular view about, I mean, why why, why do we constantly give the benefit of the doubt to Vladimir Putin? Mm-hmm. True. And why do we give the benefit of the doubt to Kim Jong-un? I mean, you know, I mean, basically, you know, that, that may be changing of late. But the point is, is that uh, if President Trump decides that somehow you know, you're an ally. He he doesn't he doesn't seem to change his opinion very very much. And this this event in Pensacola doesn't seem to have changed his opinion as yet. Um, we'll right. see. Hey, thank you so much for being so gracious with your time. Congratulations on the book, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. The book is titled Trump and His Generals: The Cost of Chaos. Peter Bergen. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.